Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Friday, February 3rd. U.S. equities declined in a choppy trading session following a stronger-than-expected January labor report and some uninspiring earnings results from mega-cap stocks. Non-farm payroll additions beat estimates by a large amount, and the unemployment rate declined, solidifying the notion of a tight job market. Meanwhile, a read on domestic services sector activity moved back into expansion territory. Mega-cap stocks were in focus today, as Dow member Apple missed estimates and posted its first quarterly decline in revenues since 2019. Amazon and Alphabet also posted discouraging quarterly results, while Qualcomm bested earnings per share estimates by a penny but fell short on the revenue side. Treasury yields and the U.S. dollar were noticeably higher following the labor data, while crude oil prices fell in choppy action and gold plunged. Asian and European stocks finished mixed as the markets continued to process the week's monetary policy decisions as well as some services sector data across the globe. The Dow Jones Industrial Average declined 128 points or 0.4% to 33,926. The S&P 500 Index fell 43 points or 1% to 4,136. And the Nasdaq Composite fell 194 points or 1.6% to 12,007. In moderate volume, 4.6 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded and 5.9 billion shares changed hands on the Nasdaq. WTI crude oil lost $2.49 to $73.39 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price went down $52.40 to $1,878.40 per ounce, and the dollar index soared 1.2% to 102.99. Markets ended mostly higher for the week, as the S&P 500 gained 1.6% and the Nasdaq Composite climbed 3.3%, while the Dow Jones Industrial Average dipped 0.2%. In equity news on Friday, Dow member Apple Incorporated, ticker symbol AAPL, posted a fourth quarter profit of $1.88 per share, below the $1.94 fact set estimate, with revenues falling 5.5% year over year to $117.15 billion versus the projected $121.10 billion, marking its first year over year decline in sales since 2019. CEO Tom Cook attributed the lackluster results to the U.S. dollar strength, iPhone 14 Pro and iPhone 14 Pro Max production problems in China, as well as the overall economic environment. A 6.4% year-over-year gain in services revenue was more than offset by an 8.2% decline in iPhone sales and a 29.7% plunge and 28.7% drop in iPad and Mac sales, respectively. As has been the case since 2020, Apple did not provide any forward guidance. Shares were higher. Alphabet Incorporated, ticker symbol G-O-O-G-L, reported fourth quarter earnings per share of $1.05, falling short of the $1.18 estimate as revenues rose 1% year-over-year to $76.05 billion, just below the street's expectation of $76.18 billion. 
The parent of Google said advertising revenue at YouTube fell 7.8% year-over-year to $7.96 billion, compared to the analyst forecast for $8.30 billion, and sales out of its cloud unit also declined and fell short of expectations. Alphabet also said that it plans on taking a charge of between $1.9 billion and $2.3 billion, mostly in the first quarter of 2023, related to the 12,000 layoffs it announced in January, as well as $500 million in reduced office space, while warning of further real estate write-offs in the future. Shares fell. Amazon Incorporated, ticker symbol AMZN, reported adjusted fourth quarter earnings per share of $0.03 versus the expected $0.17, with revenues rising 8.6% year-over-year to $149.20 billion versus the estimated $145.71 billion. The online retailing behemoth cited dampened consumer spending amid the inflationary environment and rising interest rates. As such, Amazon said it sees revenues for the current quarter within a range of $121 billion to $126 billion and that it anticipates an unfavorable impact from foreign currency rates compared to the street's forecast of roughly $125 billion. However, Amazon's CEO said that the company is encouraged by the continued progress in lowering retail costs despite an uncertain economy it faces in the near term. Amazon traded noticeably lower. Qualcomm Incorporated, ticker symbol QCOM, reported fiscal first quarter earnings per share of $2.37, a penny ahead of the street's estimates, on an 11.6% year-over-year fall in revenues to $9.46 billion, compared to the projected $9.60 billion. Similar to its peers, Qualcomm continued to struggle amid a challenging environment in the chips space, with sales in its CDMA segment, which includes a smartphone and automotive components, down 11% year-over-year and falling short of estimates. Looking ahead, Qualcomm said it sees fiscal second-quarter earnings per share within a range of $2.05 and $2.25 on sales between $8.7 billion and $9.5 billion, compared to the fact-set estimate of $2.29 and $9.6 billion, respectively. Shares of Qualcomm declined. The fourth quarter earnings season has revved up, and of the 251 S&P 500 companies that have reported thus far, about 52% have topped revenue estimates, and approximately 70% have exceeded earnings projections per data compiled by Bloomberg. Results have been mixed, along with guidance, as corporations try to determine the ultimate impact of the aggressive Fed monetary policy tightening on the economy and profit margins. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders notes in her latest article titled Helpless, Recession Risks Abound, how leading indicators continue to point toward further economic weakness, making it difficult and premature to determine whether the labor market can maintain its relative strength. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter, at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Schwab Research.
In economic news on Friday, non-farm payrolls jumped by 517,000 jobs month over month in January, compared to the Bloomberg consensus estimate of a 190,000 rise, while December's figure was upwardly adjusted at an increase of 260,000 from the initial 223,000. Excluding government hiring and firing, Private sector payrolls advanced by 443,000 versus the forecasted rise of 190,000 after increasing by 269,000 in December, positively revised from the preliminarily reported 220,000 gain. The labor force participation rate increased to 62.4% from December's unrevised 62.3% figure where it was expected to remain. The unemployment rate fell to 3.4% compared to expectations of an increase to 3.6%. The underemployment rate, which includes total unemployed and those employed part-time for economic reasons, along with people who are marginally attached to the labor force, increased to 6.6% from the prior month's 6.5% rate. Average hourly earnings were up 0.3% month-over-month, matching expectations and December's reading. Compared to last year, wages were 4.4% higher, above forecasts of a 4.3% increase, and lower than December's upwardly adjusted 4.8% rise. Finally, average weekly hours rose to 34.7% from December's 34.3% rate where it was expected to remain. The report adds credence to the Federal Open Market Committee's, or FOMC's, statement that accompanied Wednesday's monetary policy decision that noted a still tight labor market, which along with persistent inflation had been drivers in the FOMC's rate hike campaign. The Fed raised its target for the Fed funds rate by 25 basis points, but a continued deceleration from the aggressive pace set in 2022. Schwab's Lizanne Saunders discusses the decision in her commentary titled, Waiting for the End, Just Not Yet, noting that though the Fed is close to the end of its rate-hiking cycle, additional increases in the Fed funds rate are still likely, albeit less aggressive in magnitude. The Institute for Supply Management, or ISM Services Index, moved back into expansion territory in January, denoted by a reading above 50. The index rose to 55.2 compared to the Bloomberg consensus estimate of an increase to 50.4 from December's 49.2 reading. The headline figure for the key services sector bounced off its lowest level since May of 2020 as business activity and new orders rose solidly, employment nudged higher and out of contraction territory, while prices paid declined to 67.8 from last month's 68.1, a level not seen since January of 2021. The final S&P Global U.S. Manufacturing PMI Index for January was upwardly revised to 46.8 from the preliminary reading of 46.4 versus forecast for no change, remaining in contraction territory as denoted by a reading below 50 but above December's 44.7 figure. Treasury rates were noticeably higher, as the yield on the two-year note climbed 22 basis points to 4.31%, the yield on the 10-year note rose 14 basis points to 3.53%, and the 30-year bond rate increased 7 basis points to 3.63%.
In international news on Friday, stocks in Europe were mixed as the markets digested economic data out of the U.S. and within the region and processed the week's monetary policy decisions. Services sector activity in the Eurozone nudged higher as data out of Germany, Italy, Spain and France all improved. Meanwhile, Eurozone's producer price index moderated at a slower than expected pace from last month. As well, investors continued to digest yesterday's 50 basis point rate hikes by the European Central Bank and Bank of England that came in the wake of the 25 basis point rate increase out of the Fed in the U.S. on Wednesday. The euro and British pound were sharply lower versus the U.S. dollar, while bond yields in the eurozone were mostly higher and rates in the U.K. increased. European markets have been range-bound after getting off to a strong start for 2023, as stocks have been buoyed by signs that warmer-than-expected winter weather may help the region avoid an energy crisis, as well as China's reopening and expectations that global central bank aggressive tightening may cool off. These positive developments have countered uncertainty regarding the ultimate implications of aggressive monetary policy tightening around the world on the global economy and financial conditions. Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop, CFA, discusses in his latest article titled The Everything Everywhere All at Once Rally, how despite market volatility, inflationary pressures and a potential earnings recession, a rally involving stocks, bonds, and some commodities started in November still persists. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index was up 1%, France's CAC 40 index gained 0.9%, and Switzerland's Swiss market index rose 1.4%, while Germany's DAX index lost 0.2%, Italy's FTSE MIB index declined 0.6%, and Spain's IBEX 35 index was mostly unchanged. Stocks in Asia finished mixed, with the markets digesting the week's monetary policy decisions out of the U.S., the Eurozone, and the U.K., as well as some data on services activity. Aggressive monetary policy tightening has caused volatility in the currency and bond markets, but most markets in the region have seen solid year-to-date gains led by the Hong Kong markets. The moves have been aided by China's reopening, the potential for eased regulatory crackdowns on the technology sector, property market support, and expectations that central banks across the globe, including the Fed in the U.S., may be set to slow down monetary policy tightening. In economic news, the Kaishin Services PMI for China surprisingly moved back into expansion territory and above forecasts, while activity in Japan nudged lower but remained expansionary. Optimism of China's reopening has countered uncertainty regarding the ultimate impact of the aggressive monetary policy tightening from most central banks around the world. In his article titled Global Outlook, Recovery and Risk, Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop notes how markets may continue to see volatility in 2023 as they navigate between global economic growth and inflation fears with central banks decreasing rate hikes and China's reopening. Japan's Nikkei 225 index increased 0.4%, with the yen adding to yesterday's rally versus the U.S. dollar that came in the wake of the Fed's decision. China's Shanghai Composite Index finished 0.7% lower, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index tumbled 1.4%. However, 
Australia's S&P ASX 200 index gained 0.6%. India's S&P BSC Sensex 30 index advanced 1.5%. And South Korea's Kospi index rose 0.5%. On the week in review, investors had plenty to sift through this week as the fourth quarter earnings season revved up and a mountain of economic data and events hit the tape. Labor was a focal point as the ADP Employment Change Report, Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, or JOLTS, and more moderation in jobless claims preceded the January Labor Report, solidifying what continues to be a tight labor market. However, it was the monetary policy decision from the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, that garnered the lion's share of attention for the week. The FOMC opted to raise the target for its Fed funds rate by 25 basis points, a shift down from December's 50 basis point move, and the four 75 basis point increases that the FOMC instituted at the pinnacle of this rate hike campaign. As well, in his press conference following the decision, Chairman Powell struck a more dovish stance, indicating that the central bank may be near the end of its tightening cycle. In response, Treasury yields fell, with the 10-year note hitting levels not seen since mid-September, and gold rallied. The European Central Bank and the Bank of England followed suit with 50 basis point increases of their own. Meanwhile, results from a number of Dow components and mega-cap tech firms hit the tape, offering mixed results and guidance, which has evolved to be a theme this earnings season as companies attempt to gauge the end results of the aggressive tightening around the globe on their profit margins. Next week's economic calendar will be far more subdued than this week's docket, but there are some data points of note, including the December trade balance, consumer credit for last month, and the preliminary University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index for February. Also on deck is initial jobless claims for the week ended February 4th, and the MBA Mortgage Applications Index for the week ended February 3rd. Some Fed speak is also scheduled throughout the week, which may garner some scrutiny for additional clues as to the Fed's path forward. The international economic calendar for next week will offer some reports that may shape market action, including China's PPI, CPI, and New Yuan loans, Japan's household spending, employment figures, PPI and the leading index, Australia's retail sales and trade balance, the Eurozone's retail sales, as well as German factory orders, industrial production, and CPI. Additionally, the UK will provide data on its construction output, fourth quarter GDP, trade balance, industrial production, and retail sales. In central bank action, monetary policy decisions are expected from the Reserve Bank of Australia and the Reserve Bank of India. That concludes the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Friday, February 3rd.